The barrel of American crude finally cleared that $75 per barrel offers. The US stocks and bonds extended their rally on the back of dovish Fed expectations and well, the US dollar softened. So welcome. This is Swiss Coats Daily Market Talk. Okay, not much happened yesterday as most markets were actually closed and many, many traders were just off for Christmas holiday. But the barrel of American crude finally cleared that 74 to $75 per barrel resistance range on the back of mounting geopolitical tensions in the Red Sea region and traded at the $76 per barrel on Tuesday. Now, note that the bullish market reaction to the mounting geopolitical tensions looked relatively weak compared to what you could expect regarding the amplitude of the issues that are going on in the Red Sea region. Now, the rally in oil will likely continue at a gentle speed. The next natural target for oil bulls from here stands at the 200-day moving average, which is nearly $78 per barrel level, but I expect to see some solid resistance at this level due to a weak momentum. So other than oil, well, yesterday was a slow trading day where the dovish Fed expectations continue to remain in the driver's seat and well, drive the US stock and bond markets higher while many, many other markets in many other locations were peacefully sleeping. So buyers rushed into the US Treasury's bond auctions yesterday to close in some good, good deals before this year ends on expectations that the US yields won't stay this high if the Federal Reserve really starts cutting the interest rates next year as the markets expect it to. So the Treasury's 52-week bill auction actually saw a record demand from indirect bidders. So indirect bidders include a group that well, includes foreign central banks and the six-month US bill saw 71.6% demand. So that's the third biggest in its history. So this simply means that investors actually expects the US yields to come significantly lower from the actual levels in the next 6 to 12 months and well that's basically all that it means. So the US two-year yield slipped below the 4.30% mark yesterday. The US 10-year yield studied below the 3.90% level. The 2 to 10-year portion of the US yield curve actually remains inverted with the US 10-year yield now yielding around 40 basis points lower than the US two-year yield. So it's less inverted compared to March this year, for example, when uh, the bank Banking crisis sent the recession expectations through the roof member and the gap between the two and ten year yields reached something like 100 basis points but but nothing happened right and while well, this year ends with no recession whatsoever for the US because the US economy remains surprisingly resilient to the Federal Reserve's aggressive rate hikes since almost two years now. Instead, the jobs market in the U.S. is loosening but remains fairly healthy and happily inflation is easing. So the U.S. dollar remains under a decent, decent selling pressure these days. As a result, gold extends gains on the back of the softening U.S. yields on soft Fed expectations. So that decreases the opportunity cost of holding the 
non-interest bearing gold remember and pushes gold prices higher the euro dollar continues to push higher as well above the 110 psychological mark and that's also on the back of some hawkish ecb commentaries that don't necessarily reflect the eurozone sputtering economies and falling inflation as well and the rally in the japanese yen actually starts giving signs of exhaustion into the 140 dollar mark in the dollar yen now bloomberg highlights that the japanese yen rallies fizzled out when asset managers turned bullish since a year now so this happened at the start of this year and this happened again in march and asset managers net positions which actually were negative since summer till now just turned positive last week so be careful with the Japanese yen rally. Now, note that this doesn't mean the end of the long JPY trade for the coming months, because the long yen trade will probably remain popular among traders on shaky expectations regarding the Bank of Japan's policy normalization. The BOJ is expected to exit the well negative rate territory sometime next year by April, but the timing depends on the economic fundamentals, obviously, because a strong Japanese yen is deflationary for the Japanese economy, which relies enormously on imports. So if a strong Japanese yen could simply control inflation, the Bank of Japan won't be in a rush to hike the interest rate. So the BOJ has zero to negative phrase since I actually began this career more than a decade ago and maybe but just maybe they will still be near zero percent when I retire who knows and the BOJ governor Uyeda had said at the panel this year remember that Japan hasn't had a serious monetary policy tightening since three decades so in terms of that he said the lag in the effects of the monetary policy could be at least 25 years and obviously everybody laughed at his joke but i'm sure that he was not necessarily joking anyway we will see what happens in japan but selling the dollar yen looks like it is now coming to a point of exhaustion in the short run in the longer run however even if the Bank of Japan doesn't well, move an inch, a dollar shift from the Fed should ensure a fall in the dollar-yen towards the 130-132 range. But we are talking about a year time here. So the interesting thing here is we normally have a negative correlation between the Japanese Nikkei index and the Japanese yen, hence a positive correlation between the Japanese Nikkei index and the dollar yen because well when the Japanese yen weakens well the Japanese stocks become cheaper for foreign investors hence more appetizing plus the weak Japanese yen is also a sign that the Bank of Japan remains soft and that's obviously a good booster for business growth and for asset valuations but the latest appreciation that we saw in the Japanese yen didn't necessarily bother the stock buyers in Japan. The Nikkei continued to find buyers instead, even with a stronger Japanese yen, meaning that either the Japanese stock investors just don't want to price in a potential easing from the Bank of Japan, and maybe they are right, or the Fed's dovishness is just a nice boost to well, global stock markets and the Japanese stocks like 
other stocks benefit from this dovish Fed wins. In all cases, the Japanese stocks remain on track for more gains to the end of this year. And in America, well, the S&P 500 buyers will certainly not back down before they send the index to a fresh all-time high level this week or maybe next week because the index was trading just 0.5% below its all-time high level yesterday. So it would clearly be a shame if we finish this year without an S&P 500 record now. And yes, we all know that the market is overstretched. The Fed's rate cut expectations are <clears throat> quite unfunded because, yes, the Fed will probably be cutting the interest rates next year, but perhaps not at the speed that's been currently priced in by the markets. The oversold market conditions, especially in the US stocks, do hint that a downside correction would be healthy at this point and near these levels. But the last week of a year or the first trading days of a new year are maybe not the right time to reverse anything. I mean, most people, most investors and traders are on holidays right now and they don't have the energy to, well, deal with a tumbling market, right? And that is certainly why I think that the so-called Santa rally, which englobes the last five trading days of a year and the first two trading sessions of a new year, has such a strong track record. Because according to the empirical data from Stock Traders Almanac, since 1969, the S&P 500 gained 1.3% on average over these seven days. What happens after that is obviously the million dollar question, but going back to January 4th, 2022, when S&P 500 had reached a all-time record high, remember, it is good to remember that this achievement was actually followed by a significant downturn in the S&P 500 with a subsequent 22% plunge in the index over the next 10 months. Just saying. So this is all for today. I'm Ifeka Skardeshka and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and please please don't forget to hit the like button to let us know that you enjoy these videos so i will meet you again yes tomorrow and until then good day trading